The Dallas Cowboys present These Boots Are Made for Talking, the official podcast of the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. Now, your hosts, Courtney McKenna and Shannon Gross. Well, today it's not Courtney McKenna and Shannon Gross, it's Courtney McKenna and the one and only. Christy Scales yeah. in the house. I think people tuned in and thought, oh, Shannon must have shaved the uh, the beard. We can only hope. <laughs> Since I've met him, that's what I've been praying for. But, you know, <laughs> three seasons later, it's still on his face. Thanks for letting me sub in for Shannon. We are so happy to have you. you. So we've got Christy Scales. Oh, hey. Thank you. Thank you, Presley. we got Christy Scales co-hosting with me. And today we have returning Miss Miranda. And for the first time on These Boots Are My... Holla. And then the first time on these boots are maybe talking, we have Jalen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to have you both. But before we dive into everything about you guys, Christy, can you give everyone listening a little bit about information about yourself in case they don't know who you are? Oh, well, I just finished my 20th season as the sideline reporter for the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm on the sideline with uh, Miranda and Jalen on game day. And then my 28th season overall with Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. I was the producer in the booth um, starting in 1991 through the 98 season and have been on the sideline since 1999 and have been a judge for DCC auditions. This will be my 18th season coming up. So, yeah. So, you know, when we talk about auditions and things like that, if anybody has questions about from a judge's standpoint or anything like that, would be happy to share some of the uh, behind the scenes going on of the audition process from the judge's uh, point of view. And if anybody ever had any questions, if they reached out to you on Twitter or something, could you respond? Sure. At Christy Cowboy, K-R-I-S-T-I Cowboy, at Christy Cowboy. So everybody listening, if you're thinking about auditioning and want to know the ins and outs, our girl Christy we love her. She's a good judge. We'll, we'll get Miranda and Jalen's uh, opinion we, we, we'll on get that. their perspective today. So, yeah, on the audition process. So first, old news, Miranda. <laughs> New news, Jalen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. And again, before we dive too crazy in, let's get your background. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and then your dance background and a quick synopsis of your journey that led you here to the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Yeah, so this is my rookie season. Um, I'm originally from Princeton, Indiana. I uh, grew up dancing, cheering out there, and then I moved to New York City where I attended Marymount Manhattan College. Um, I did their dance program for four years and then had the opportunity to cheer for the Jets for one season and then made my journey down here to Texas. And uh, it's kind of hard to put into words what this rookie season has been. It's been more than I could have even imagined. Um, Nobody's lying when they say that each time you step on the field, it is just like the first time. Truly unbelievable and an incredible experience. And I'm looking forward to um, getting back out there and starting to train for this next audition season. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, Jalen says, oh, my journey down to Dallas. Uh, The way I heard it was you drove from New York to AT&T Stadium with a mattress strapped to the top of your car. (laughs) I did indeed. Um, I After finals, I went back up to New York. I walked through my college graduation that weekend and then went out to Queens on the subway, bought a car. I did not have one in New York, Um, loaded up all my boxes in the back of the car, strapped my mattress to the top with about 15 bungee cords and ropes, and 36 hours later, finally made it down here to Texas. And that was for prelims? That was, yeah, that was right after going into training camp. Uh, Right after training camp. After you found out you made Uh it. After you found out you made it. Well, Miranda now from (laughs) Fayetteville. Well, not as far of a drive. Mm -mm. 
No, so I actually moved down here after I tried out the first year and I didn't make it to training camp. I decided to go ahead and move my life to Dallas anyway. Well, one, my now fiance um, got his job after college down here, so it just worked out well. And two, I knew I still wanted to become a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and wanted to be able to give it my all. And so in order to do that, I decided to move here, and I was a dancer for the Texas Legends. They're the D-League team for the – actually, I guess they're not the D-League anymore. What do they call them, the G-League? Yes. Uh-huh. It's, it's uh, developmental. It's for the Dallas Mavericks. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, for the for N- NBA. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And so I cheered for them for a year and then went to all the classes possible while I lived here in Dallas, and then I was l- lucky enough to make it the second year. So I was already here when I made it, so I didn't have to strap a mattress to my car. <laughs> I literally can't even imagine 36 hours. Did you make that drive alone? My boyfriend actually drove most of it. We laugh and say we split it 50-50, but I Definitely think I drove not. five of the 36 <laughs> hours. So he did a little bit more of the driving, but I watched the mattress from the mirror to make sure everything was still attached up there. Your job was very important. It, it was very important. <laughs> I didn't want to flying off on the highway or anything crazy. Mattresses but we made are it. expensive. I know, and I had it once I got here. Training camp started the next day, and I at least had somewhere comfy to go sleep at night after a long night of rehearsals. Do you have a DCC roomie? I don't. I end up getting a studio apartment down here in Frisco. And um, after four years of living all over New York City, I had a couple roommates here. There were, one time there was four of us living in about 550 square feet. Nope. So I, as my journey down to Texas, I decided this was my this is my chance to get my own little space, um, but right around the corner from a lot of the girls on the team. Yeah, but Marymount there in Manhattan, I mean, this, this is like exclusive territory that, where the... Uh, University is located because it's the Upper East Side. It's like in the 70s, you know, 71st. 71st, right? 71st Street. There you go. Anyway. And I see expert. I don't even know what any of this means. (laughs) Let me just say hoity-toity. Go up two levels from that. That's an exclusive area. But uh, I'm sure the students all come in, like you say, from Queens and other areas. But um, there are a lot. You you both studied dance at at university. But um, were there a lot of New York uh, dancers or people that we might recognize from Broadway uh, that you knew or that maybe wouldn't be field trips, but that would come over and and, uh, do classes with you or maybe you got to visit theater and uh, pursue and pick the brains of the people who were working in the industry? Yes. So all of the faculty, um, I would say over 90% of the faculty all are still working in the industry, whether it's still dancing in different companies or choreographing. Um, So not only were we kind of learning from the best, um, surrounded with different dancers from all over the country, um, that audition process was almost as crazy as the D.C. um, uh, audition process. You know, there were thousands of applicants, and then they narrow it down, um, invite a couple hundred over there to audition in person, and it's one of those um, throughout the day, they keep putting lists on the door. So those, you know, all those New York uh, dance audition movies, it's definitely just like that. Um, so people from all over the country. And then um, some of you guys might know the young lady who did Hairspray Live. She was Tracy in Hairspray Live. Yes. Um, she was in uh, my class, but in the acting wow. program. Wow, very awesome. So I we got to kind of watch her rise to fame over there. Yeah. And now she's doing tons of stuff. So yeah. and um, Andrew Rannells is, is Mary Mount. Yep, he's ex-Mary uh-huh. Mount Laverne over Laverne Cox. Yep, alums. Yeah. So many alums. Okay, I know her. That's the first name that I've known. Orange is the new black, yeah. <laughs> Yes, and really? so sometimes they come over and do um, cool little classes and seminars with it. It's nice to see people that have made it through the program and um, made it in New York City. Uh-huh. Well, 
Miranda, didn't you? Did, weren't you just in Arkansas? You went back to do some instruction, so you kind of did the same thing that Jalen benefited from there in Manhattan. Yeah, definitely. So I just went back to Fayetteville, which is my hometown, and I was fortunate enough to work with the Fayetteville High School dance team. Um, their coach reached out to me a couple months ago. She said, whenever you come home to visit, just whenever it's convenient, we would love to work with you. So I went and worked on high kicks with them and did some technique and then just taught them a fun combo. But most importantly, at the end, we did a Q&A and I just tried to inspire them. They lost state this year by a tenth of a point. Oh, Uh, my goodness. And, you know, it's kind of the two team, them and the team that won, it's always a back and forth battle between the two of them. And so I was just really trying to encourage them that, You know, no matter what happens, you just got to get back in the saddle and push back on. And I spoke to them about my journey with DCC and how I didn't make it my first year. And even in college, I didn't make it my first year. And, you know, sometimes things don't work out the first time around or the second time around, but you just keep pushing through. Were you on that high school team? or did Yes. You, yeah, you did? Yeah, so um, whenever I went to school, you only were in high school 10th through 12th grade. Ninth grade was still junior high. And so I was one of only two girls who, when I went to high school, my first year I made the varsity team. So I was fortunate enough to be on varsity all three years. So that's who I okay. worked for. Okay. <laughs> what, what compelled you guys to come to Dallas and to choose the DCC? Because Jalen, you know, I don't know if – if Broadway or that kind of dance or joining Alvin Ailey Dance Company, if that, you know, was the ultimate thing or maybe still is or Miranda, you know, a little closer to Dallas and, you know, a little more cowboy country yeah. uh, there. But but why from Indiana to New York to uh, Dallas, Dallas and then Miranda from Fayetteville to Dallas? Let's start with Miranda. Okay, yeah. So for me, um, I thought college was going to be the end of dancing for me and then I was going to start teaching dance because I have my degree. One of my degrees is in education. What's your other? Business. Yeah. Okay. Continue. And so um, I always wanted to teach. You know, as my husband, I feel like I have a good heart for teaching. I just feel like that's kind of where my passion lies. And so I thought I was interested to go straight to teaching in schools, but teaching dance in school after college. But then when I was cheering for Arkansas, we play A&M here every year. Um, at AT&T Stadium, and when we came here, we met a couple of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and that's when I decided, I was like, oh, no, I'm not going to be done after college. Like, I want to strive for this next level, and if I'm going to go for a professional team, why not strive for the best of the best? And it ended up working out in my favor second time around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so kind of similar story. Um, I, besides, after college, I definitely knew I wanted to do something in the dance world. Um, I have a lot of friends that are in different modern dance companies up in New York. Um, And when I kind of shared with a lot of them kind of where I wanted to be and where um, my goals and passions and dreams lied and then being down in Dallas, everybody, you know, kind of was a little skeptical at first, but growing up, there's always been one of the dreams of mine to come down here. And I have to say that there's not many things that I haven't chased in life. Usually when I set my mind to something, I um, definitely go after 110%. So in the same way, I woke up one morning and told my parents, you know what, I'm not going to go to school in Indiana. I'm going to leave out of 120 kids. There was not any of us really that branched too far from Indiana. And I took the leap and kind of moved to New York. I uh, got the dance training that I was looking for up there. And then it was kind of the right time. I felt confident, ready, physically, mentally, ready to come down here and audition. And um, I'm so grateful that 
um, it put me here today. Yeah, Courtney, we got a little pipeline going from the New York Jets so cheerleading here. squad from the flight crew yeah. to Dallas. I think uh, Je had... Jaz Jasmine and Danielle were among the first. We've had Tara. I, you know, I mean, we actually Savannah. Have had, had Savannah. You? Savannah. Are we missing any others? So uh, Denise Garvey, who is a former DCC, mm -hmm. and she's still with the the flight crew. She and is. Did you lean on her in t in terms of coming to this decision? Yes, she definitely. Um, helped mold and create me and get ready uh, for this audition process. Um, I had a great season with them and I was kind of ready for a change. Um, not only in scenery, I was, you know, very completed with my New York experience. Uh, I was ready to kind of get out of the city, the cold winters. I was just there this past weekend and we had an eight degree Monday. So I was ready to come back to Dallas. Um, but she definitely runs the program. Um, she's taken a lot of what she learned as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and, um, applied it to the program that she's created up there. Um, so it definitely, you know, from appearances to game readiness to cleaning, all of that, um, I think it definitely uh, helped us take preparation for coming down here for this audition. So what do you think the biggest difference between the Jets and the Cowboys has been on the cheerleading aspect, especially since your director was a DCC? So there's some similarities, but what's the biggest difference? I think if you're looking from a dance perspective, um, one of the biggest differences um, – from the Jets down to the Cowboys here. Um, when we come down here, the Dallas Cowboys definitely take um, the routines and everything that we've learned and put a little bit more stylistic approach on it, um, you know, with some hip-hop approaches and some of the dances and more jazz approaches. Up there, um, she's really looking for a uniform, a clean, what's going to read well on the field. So I think letting go of some of those um, – you know, those are the things that you kind of install in your muscle memory, letting some of those things go and really putting it into the DCC style because it is a very unique style down here. So you, you know, you take what you've learned and um, all the cleaning aspects and really put it um, into the DCC style down here. That'd be one of the main differences. And then also from a cheerleader's experience, travel up there is crazy. So their facility is out in New Jersey. And if you don't live in Jersey – you are probably in the city, and that means you probably don't have a car. So my trip to games on Sunday would include an Uber ride at 4 in the morning to the subway station, the subway station to the New Jersey path, the path train to Hoboken, New Jersey, where I would get in a car with some of the other cheerleaders and then drive to the stadium. How long would that take? It would take all of two hours if you wanted to be cautious and be there you know, prior to them opening the doors for you to go in the locker room and start getting wow. ready. And now here you are, you just show up to the star and you have a bus. I am very for thankful for the bus over here that takes us police escort. To the yes, one hundred percent. You were talking about the different styles, and I want to go back to something Miranda was saying about from the time from your first audition to your second audition, and when you made it, and you were here, and you talked about taking classes. Yeah. And so I wanted to talk about the prep classes that have been going on and continue through auditions. They're every Friday night, right? Some Saturdays. Or some Saturdays. In the spring, too. Some, some Saturdays. But generally, uh, $40 if you pre-register on DallasCowboysCheerleaders.com, $45 for walk-up. But... Um, did you took advantage of, of those classes? And, oh, yes. and I, I think people, if you're not in dance, you don't understand. Jalen's like, well, it's a different style. Uh, there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot, lot, a there's lot a to lot that. that so could y'all maybe expand on that a bit? Yeah. So um, even my first year when I was still living in Fayetteville, because it, it was my senior year of college, my sweet brother and my sweet mom and my sweet boyfriend at the time, 
my now fiance, they would take turns driving me down to Dallas on Fridays after school was over. We would, I would take prep class on Friday nights, and then sometimes we would drive back in the middle of the night, or we would come back first thing Saturday morning. And I came down for at least half the prep classes. So between those three, they took me down here. But no matter what dance training you have, ballet, jazz, hip-hop, if like Jalen said, the style is so different that you have to come to the prep classes through DCC to be able to get that style down because especially in today's day and age with all the resources you have available to you, if you don't show up at tryouts almost with, you know, it going in the right direction with the DCC style, it's kind of hard to play catch up. And so I think that's why the prep classes are so important. You know, those or other alumni have classes around town. I know Sarah does and Jennifer does. Um, Kitty Tarter's prep classes. Michelle Keys is gone, but hers were great. You know, just going to as many classes as possible to try to learn the different style. Because every, I mean, no matter where you go in with in your life with dance, whether it's a professional company or a professional cheer team, everybody has their own style. So you just kind of have to try to perfect as much as you can in that style. Yeah, and the people that you mentioned, like Jennifer, and like they they are guest instructors at these prep classes that the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders put on. So whether it's Jennifer, Mia Greenhouse, you know, people like that, it's folks that who are watching this podcast, ones that uh, they would recognize from their days uh, with it, with it, with the DCC Mia actually on, actually on March, is it March 1st? There's one that it's not dance this weekend. And they invited me to Jennifer Amber, Jennifer, love Jennifer, one of my all time favorites. And, um, she choreographs a lot of the routine. So you can't get better instruction than from Jennifer. There's one that's, uh, I think in March, they're doing a football 101 to help with March the, the 1st, test. everybody, you want to come. If you need to brush up on your football knowledge, Christy is literally the encyclopedia of life. She knows everything, I swear to you. So <laughs> no. if, if you don't, yes. No, I don't know yes. dance, which is why they invited me to do football 101. I was kind of had my feelings hurt that I wasn't going to get to teach a routine. Chrissy's going to be humble. The football She knows important. everything. Very important. Because if you don't know and you are trying out for DCC, there is a written test that we take. It's multiple choice. And in the interview, you have to know a lot of things about football, Cowboys football, cow- uh, football history, um, different uh, referee signals. You know, there's a lot of things about football you need to know. So as important as our style, you know, coming to the prep classes for our style, that will be a great class for people to attend to learn some football 101. Yeah. And the written test that you guys take as judges, when we get into the finals, um, things, it's very razor, <laughs> there are razor thin margins uh, sometimes whether someone's going to make a squad or not. Or But anyway, with the written tests, um, it's certainly not the determining factor, but but we see what the scores are. And now we understand that I'm thinking back, you know, when Janelle was from Australia, you know, was coming over the first time from Australia, and yet she aces the test and some of the, because she had put in all the study and everything, and then people who are more local and you get a low score and you're thinking, hmm, how seriously are they taking this? So it it, it matters. The panel interview is a huge determining factor and and things like that. But Jalen, how much did you know about the Cowboy, not the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, but uh, the Dallas Cowboys and just 
AT&T Stadium and what we think of as the game day experience growing up in Indiana and then going to college in New York. Yes, so I actually grew up in a household. My dad and my brothers are all diehard Cowboys fans, so I will have to give them a little bit of credit, <laughs> um, some of those memories um, growing up. So I did know some of you know our Cowboys history, football history, um, and everything from AT&T, you know, which is our new stadium down here, to the Star that was just built a few years ago. All of that, when I was preparing in New York, that was you know some of those factors that you definitely you know, get on your computer and you can look it up and you can study. So I put in as many hours as I could, um, just reviewing all of those and then being on a football field before, um, you know, just reviewing, like Miranda said, your referee signals. And it really does change your game day experience when you really do understand what's happening on the field beside you um, when you're looking at the game. And I had the opportunity to go to the game in LA, the Cowboys and the Rams game, and it was, I got to sit in the stand. Yeah, was how was that? Experience. You got to really enjoy it and yeah. watch the game. I did. I, um, Me and Maddie, uh, we packed our bags and we went out there and were able to watch the games from, from the end zone. I think we were on the opposite end zone as Miranda, and um, it was as sad as it was, it was a very different experience getting to watch them from the stands. Um, but like I said, just referring back to audition process, like if you know what's going on in the game, you're prepared with um, the dance classes and you study up on, um, you know, your history facts and the Cowboys and the cheerleaders. That's all you really want to focus on and just spend those weeks leading up to auditions to really prepare yourself so you can go in feeling confident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. we got to take our first break. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about your trip to L.A. And Miranda was also in L.A. So we got to catch up with these two about L.A. And then we also are going to pick Miss Christy Scales' judge's brain for some audition tips, tricks, and advice when we come back on These Boots Are Made for Talking. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, 
But you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to these boots are made for talking. Welcome back to these Boots Are Made for Talking. I'm Courtney McKenna, and I am joined by Christy Scales. Shannon is out in Mexico enjoying some not freezing cold weather and the beach, and we're all jealous, but like, whatever. <laughs> and then today we have Miranda and Jalen joining us on the show. And while we were on break, we were talking about um, our trips to LA. All four of us in this room went to LA for the Cowboys playoff game, and it was a lot of fun. I had fun. I mean, aside from the game, ugh. but every, every, everything else was great. So you went to the games, got to sit in the stands, and you were with another DCC, right? I was. Maddie and I were able to go to the game. We got uh, tickets that week, um, and we were sitting in that end zone over there and um, cheering as loudly as we could. You know, I don't know if the players could actually hear us from where we were sitting, but we were screaming. Um, it was quite the experience, I will say. Um, for at least the cheerleaders, when we're going to a game here at AT&T Stadium, you know, we're there hours before. We don't really get to see um, the fans coming in and leaving the stadium, but I kind of got to be on the other side, and I stood in the lines outside and waiting to go in, and I will have to say Cowboys fans are truly the most, you know, entertain or inner energetic and entertained um fans out there they were having dance parties um the ones over here tailgating they were screaming waving towels and then we had rams fans that were obviously cheering too but i will tell you the cowboys fans were much louder much more much more energetic out there and even after the game after the loss i was looking around as i was walking and the Rams fans, you know, everybody's getting in their car, their Uber, and walking through. And the Cowboys fans still had the most energy, and they were yelling. They're like, we'll be back. We'll see you. See you next year. Um, so that was that was fun to see and um, be able to be in the crowd with a bunch of Cowboys fans. First game as a fan? First game as a fan. I wish we would have went the other way as the game, but I'm definitely going to have to get out to some more away games because it was quite the experience. It was awesome. Just maybe never to L.A. again. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe For more not than one reason. <laughs> But Miranda also went, but she went as a DCC. Yes. So tell us about your fun appearances and what all you guys got to do, because you got to do some cool stuff. We did. So um, six of us were picked to go to L.A., and I still remember the moment I read on our team app that I was chosen. My mom started crying. I was with her, and she was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to have the best time. And she was like, oh, my, we have to go shopping. We have to get you some outfits. You need something to wear on the plane. And so we were nonetheless very excited that I got to go um and so on the first day we got there on Friday night we both of our appearances were with the Jones family the first night was a more exclusive appearance for us um so that's where we saw Chris Jenner and Post Malone and a couple other um just celebrities out in LA that were there and all oh the just I mean it was the yeah. swanky West Hollywood <laughs> hotel oh, with yes. the a yeah I mean that Joneses know how to throw oh, yeah. a party. And it was a place where, should I say this? I think it's okay. Where Vanity Fair has their pre, like, like their Oscar Is, Oh, the Oscar party? And stuff like I that. Didn't know that. So, or Oscars or Golden Globes or something. But Regardless, let's, let's, let's just say they know, they know how to throw a party, the Joneses. Well, and it was do. at the hotel that, um, that ride in. Disney World is designed after the, the Hollywood, the Tower, the Tower of Terror. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we were in that hotel, and I, that was cool. You didn't get in person. the elevator, did you? Oh no. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so we had that appearance that night, and that was just so cool to see all of those people, you know, up close, and we just welcomed them, and then went around, made some small talk with them, and then the next day, it was... Yeah, small talk with Chris Jenner, same. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was so amazing. So she walked in, and I... At first, I was like, is that Kris Jenner? I had, you know, because you aren't expecting to see these famous people in real life. You're used to seeing them on TV and in magazines. But in real life, it's completely different. And she actually wanted to come back through and take a video of us. You know, she was excited to see us. So I think that was the most exciting part of the whole thing is that she even noticed us, you know, that we were there. So we're like, us, us little peasants, you want to take another video of us? (laughs) And then when she was leaving, we got a picture with her. So that was really awesome. Um, I was definitely starstruck. And then the next day, it was for all the sponsors and head people at the Cowboys. The was just a little pregame, I guess. Like y'all like the tailgate party? Yeah, the one you did the tailgate party. Okay. Yes, and so same thing, just greeting everybody and making small talk with them. All the Joneses were there at both parties, so that was. It's always amazing to be around them, and we were so grateful to be at both of those things. Mm-hmm. And then we also got to experience the game as fans. We um, they got a suite for us, which was really nice, and we shared the suite with Guillermo um, uh-huh. from Jimmy from, from Jimmy Kimmel Show, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel Show. Kimmel, sorry, uh-huh. he's I did a little last name. sidekick. Yes, uh-huh. and I love him. He's just so sweet, and he's uh-huh. always giggling. Um, he's he kept our hopes up during the game. And so, yeah, it was just a great trip overall. And then we came back the next day, really sad. We were really thinking we had it. I mean, you just could feel the energy in there. Like Jalen said, the Cowboys fans were significantly louder than the Rams fans. I mean, even when the Rams had their arms up with their rally towels, it seemed like maybe a fourth of the stadium had their arms up with rally towels. That was the smartest thing that the Rams marketing did was they handed out yellow towels that were on the seats so the Rams fans could wave those because if you didn't have these – little yellow towels being you waved you and, and, um, because it was it they say you know that it was going to be 40 percent cowboys 60 oh, percent no. No, no it was over 50 percent cowboys for Definitely. sure for sure, for sure. Uh, you were talking about how you know like a celebrity notices you comes up to you because you're wearing a dcc outfit and and uh, it was robin who first used uh this term oh, a few years I ago know. but rock and robin yeah she um she said you know when I, I put on the uniform it's like it's like putting on a superhero outfit That's you true. know Be- just the way that people view you and so um this past summer jalen was your first time when you had your first fitting and then the first time you got to wear it so I don't know. Do you, do you think that that's an appropriate description and how you view not just yourself, but how people view you when you're wearing the DCC uniform? Yes, I think Robin hit it definitely on the on the head there with that one. Um, I think every time we get the opportunity to put it on, it truly is um, a very rewarding experience. Uh, from the first time we got the uniforms handed to us at the end of training camp uh, to appearances that, you know, just like Miranda was in L.A. last weekend, Um being able to put that on and, you know, meet people. Um, I know we have some appearances coming up soon, some read across America days with some school children, um, some hospital visits. And each time we get to put that on, it is, you know, incredible. And people look at, you know, you know, whether it's celebrities or if it's children, uh, when Maddie and I were at the game, we weren't even in uniform. And I think that's a good thing to um, always keep in the back of all of our heads is, you know, even when we're out of uniform, you know, people still do notice us. Do people recognize And people guys? recognize and wanted, you know, we had a couple of girls, little younger girls that came up and wanted to take pictures. Um, and I think so, you know, it's a it's your superhero costume that you get to put on. Um, but I think, you know, part of it 
you don't ever really get to take it off. Like, you know, as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader, you know, you're part of the legacy and it's always going to be part of you. And I think that's how, you know, everybody kind of continues to live their life after um, this experience. So rookie season is done. What's been the most surreal moment? The most surreal moment? Um, well, definitely I'll have to put in there when the team was finally announced. We kept waiting. We kept waiting. We kept predicting. We were like, I think it's going to be this day. And then it still wasn't. And then we were like, I think it may be Monday. And then it still wasn't. So that experience when finally the team was announced was incredible. But I will have to say my favorite memory for my rookie season would have to be the playoff game coming out of the tunnel with all of our fans and their rally towels. That is the loudest I've ever heard a crowd, mm-hmm. the, the biggest crowd I've ever seen. And, you know, seeing everybody up on their feet, you know, waving those towels around and um, getting revved up for a game that was an incredible game and advances to the next round. It was, it was pretty insane standing down there in the tunnel waiting to come out for us to do um, Thunder at the beginning of the game was, was amazing. I was looking around, taking it all in, and that will definitely be a memory I will never forget. Yeah. Was that your favorite too, Miranda, or is there something from your rookie season that stood out Ooh. more? Or what, stood about, out more. or what about both? Yeah, you're, you're yeah, one each. One each. Yeah. Oh, one yeah. each. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think um, rookie season would have to be. Well, let's say it's something outside of just the game. So I think going to calendar shoot for my first time, that was just an, an experience as a whole. Was something that I've never, I've never even really been to a beach before. You know, just experiencing that as a whole. And another moment that you feel like a superwoman, supermodel. You know, um, it's just such a great experience for that whole week. But overall, yeah, I just I have to agree with the playoff game because there was just nothing like it. I mean, usually when we are getting set up and ready for Thunder, our pregame show, the crowd is maybe about half full. And by the time we do the jump split, I notice it's much more filled. But that playoff game, everybody was already in their seats. Mm-hmm. Everybody was ready to go. I mean, you couldn't find an empty seat in the crowd. And so it was just so exhilarating the whole game. And then winning at the end, it's honestly, it's been a while since the Cowboys have won a playoff game. And so I think even though we didn't end the way we wanted to end, the fact that we won a playoff game this year shows that we're going in the right direction. And so just I think it gives Cowboys Nation as a whole, it gives us hope going moving forward. And Absolutely. So, and you could feel that in the air. Yeah. And to borrow a Jerryism there arrow is pointed up right for for this team but can we uh, I want to go back to something that Jalen was saying about the different events that you do like you have read across America with the young kids there's something that's uh, coming up on February 2nd it's a Saturday at AT AT&T Stadium it's because there aren't that many opportunities for full squad performances or events where all of the DCC are together but the spirit celebration which is the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders National Championship takes place that day it's something that's open to the public it's $20 general admission I think it's 10 for seniors and students and um, military but I know you guys do autographs and Miranda I wonder what you remember about that from last year with because they're like going to be 10,000 people there over 5,000 competitors with these youth cheerleaders from around the country but um, did you get an opportunity to work with some of the special needs uh, cheerleaders last year I understand that you get lots of opportunity to work with the kids at these kinds of events yeah so I was fortunate enough to be because we're there throughout the day um, and I was fortunate enough to be there during the slot that the one team that was there that they were all um, special needs they came up to get photos with us and so I had the opportunity to interact with each and every one of them. Um, And we kind of changed things up. We went down so we could take pictures with the ones in wheelchairs and whatnot. And they were the most excited 
from the whole day, at least from my whole shift. They were the most excited to be there. They were just so happy and gracious that we were wanting to spend time with them. We definitely took out the time to get to know them, learn their names, where they were from. And, you know, and it was just so cute to see them perform. You know, we stopped what we were doing to get to watch them shine down on the field. You know, and those are just moments throughout our DCC career that you can never take back. Reading, read Across America Day, the hospital visits. I mean, that's what really warms your heart and what makes getting to wear the Superwoman outfit so special because that's when you get to see on those kids' faces or the elderly's faces how important and fun it was for them to experience that. Yeah. And they're actually – so. The DCC work with Spirit Celebration. It's a cheerleading company that basically puts on competitions throughout the U.S. and all across. But the DCC hosts two every year. So they have a spring and a or winter, fall or spring and what one of the two seasons. So they had one. They do one every year at Ford Center and then one every um, year at AT&T Stadium as well. So did you get the opportunity to do anything at Ford Center this year? I did. I was fortunate enough. Um, Rachel and I were able to – we got that last little shift um, of the night. So it was fun to see um, some of the younger teams were kind of wrapping up because they kind of go by the age. Um, so they were kind of wrapping up, and we got to take pictures with all of them and sign autographs. And um, – Later in the evening, that was most of the junior teams and the senior teams. And I actually had an experience. I was standing there, and one of our security guards, as I was switching shifts and coming in, he said, you know, Jalen, there has been this little girl, and she's been coming. She's been back and forth three or four times all day. And he was like, I don't know if she's still here. She's been here for a while. And about 10 minutes later, I see a mom come through, and she, you know, got in line to take a photo. And she came up, and she was like, I didn't want a photo, but my daughter loves you and she wants to take a photo with you but she's backstage getting ready to compete so we sent her a little video um and I was like hi Reagan like you know good luck um at your competition and and the mom was able to kind of show her before she went um on stage and about an hour later um I saw the mom kind of come back through and she had the little girl with her and they got in line and as it was her turn to come up she couldn't even hardly walk forward she was crying so much that she couldn't see um, and she was so excited to come up there and take a photo with us. Um, and it's been nice. She actually reached out to me on Twitter, and we're friends on Twitter now. And we chatted back and forth, and her Aww. team won that day. So Aww. she was so excited. And I think those are the moments that really um, touch your heart and make it really special. Um, you know, everybody, I think, has had experiences like that. And that's what makes appearances um, that much more amazing. Mm-hmm. Little girl. Well, we sh- let me go ahead and give the uh, website uh, where people can go and learn more about Spirit Celebration, the one that's open to the public at AT&T Stadium, again, all-day event uh, on Saturday, February 2nd. If you go to spiritcelebration.com, again, that's spiritcelebration.com, you can click on the part for Dallas Cowboy Cheerleader National Championship and get all the information about tickets. It's free parking. And, uh, again, you guys are there throughout the day different at different points uh, with uh, some performances, but mainly with opportunities for autographs. And again, not as many opportunities during the off season as during the season to meet the DCC. So we want to share that um, with everyone. So um, can I uh, go back to uh, something that that Miranda was saying about, uh, you know, like you did the prep classes, right, to learn, and you've done different instruction. Uh, Have you had the opportunity to do a lot of the junior DCC 
clinics and camps? And what's that like in Jalen? I don't know if you got a chance to do a lot as a rookie, but would like to hear your perspective on that. This is the that. queen of camps over here. Yeah. Miranda, I'll definitely let Miranda take it over. I was fortunate enough to do one camp with Miranda over the winter break, so but I'll let her tell a little bit about, about those and then give my experience from that as well. So um, like I said earlier, I always thought after college I was just going to go straight to teaching. And so I just feel like camps is kind of where I've thrived as far as DCC goes. Um, I just love camps. I think I was on every single camp last summer, which, of course, that was hard going through that and training camp. But it was worth every second of it. Um, and I'm always with the minis, the six, seven, eight, and eight-year-olds. And um, they're just awesome three-day camps that we have throughout the summer. And then we have a winter one that's one day. And then a two-day camp for spring break that is coming up in March. So make sure you sign up for that. And, um, you know, it's just you get to spend the whole day with the DCC. We play games. We warm up. We do some technique. We learn a cheer. And then, of course, they learn a dance. And then at the end of whether it's a three-day camp or a two-day camp or a one-day camp, um, at the end of it, the boys have been there who have played football or girls. We saw lots of girls take at the camps, too. Um, but they play football on the field and during the timeouts and during – during the quarter breaks, we perform just like we would for our Dallas Cowboys at the game. And so they get to put on a full game day experience for their parents or, you know, anybody in their family or friends that want to come and watch them. And so it's really special to see that. And you see girls who come back year after year. And um, we do a time every day where we talk about what DCC stands for. Um, and so we get to teach them, you know, character and community and um Dedication. dedication. Thank you. Dedication. And so we speak about one of those each day. And so they get to, you know, not only get to learn about dance and build themselves that way, but they get to build their character and really learn what it is to work hard in life to be able to get the things that you want to achieve in life. And then also I've been able to substitute a few times for the junior DCC classes. So junior DCC is different. That's something you can sign up for at Next Step Dance. Um, Which is here at the Star yes. in Frisco. Is it still on Thursday evenings that they do the classes? I believe at? so. I think they it's have once a, a week. Uh, yes, it's just uh -huh. once a week. Uh -huh. And I think it's something set up that you have to attend so many to be able to perform at the next performance. Um, so if you can't do a performance or a certain class, you know, you can always pick it up for the next one. Um, and they're always taking new kids over there. And so I've been able to sub a couple times for that class. And that's really special, too, because those girls have little miniature Dallas Cowboys cheerleader uniforms. And, man, are they something else. They are too cute. They're good. Oh, are you they're cute? really good. Now, good. I, and I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not putting anything on the, the older girls who are auditioning. <laughs> but let me just say that last year, the and, Courtney, you were there. You remember the after the um, – the, it's the finals of auditions, and so you have the morning solo routine, and then the afternoon session, it's on the field, and that's when the uh, hopefuls take part in, you know, you do your field uh, performance. combination. Yeah, the field per performance with the combination and then the kick line. Well, anyway, after each of you had done your that part of it, then the junior DCC came out and got to perform. Oh, that was oh man, did they kill it. It was awesome. They were good. We got to see them on the big screen, yep. and it's like, oh, man, I can't wait till they're 18 or older and want to try out to, to join the DCC and the not judge. just junior DCC. Oh, it was great. It was so much fun. Well, how was your experience, Jalen, with the with, with uh, work in the camp that you got to work? It was an amazing experience. I was able to do the one-day Christmas camp, and I um, 
part-time work um, just down the road at a dance studio and got the word that some of my kids were receiving their camp um, package that was their Christmas present. So I was able to actually run into some of them and teach them throughout the day. Um, And I think just being able to see all the kids and, you know, some of them were looking forward to these camps for weeks and months. And, you know, that really is, um, you know, for the kids that I knew, that was their, you know, their biggest and their favorite Christmas present that they got. So it was really fun watching all of them learn from all the all the cheerleaders and then be able um, to show their friends and family out on the field. Well, we got to take one last break, but I promise you, I teased it before, but we will be talking about auditions. Going to get judges' perspective. We're going to talk to you two, find out if you're going to re-audition, and we're going to we're going to um, finish with some fan questions too. I awesome. saw some good ones in there, so we'll hit those when we come back to these boots are made for talking. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract, just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Before your next AT&T Stadium barbecue, gear up with OtterBox, the official outfitter of tailgating. It starts with the Venture Cooler. Built tough in America, Venture keeps ice for days and days. Or stay light on your feet with Trooper soft coolers perfect for packing in your signature side dishes tailgating wouldn't be complete without a beverage so pour one into the otter box elevation tumbler it keeps your drinks frosty and toasty discover more about otter box line of tailgate essentials at otterbox.com while a player can look good on paper it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of that's why the cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team when picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate lens package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. Back to These Boots Are Made For Talking. We are back for the last 15 minutes of the show and we've got a lot to get through. So there's no (laughs) dilly-dallying, no small talk, ladies. But I'm talking about it, and I think it's valuable. We'll talk auditions. Well, first, and then we'll go to Christy. Are you two re-auditioning? Yes. Yes. 
Woohoo! Good. Okay. First. There's, well, there's there's two yeses. They're both okay. planning on 30. check check check. Now <laughs> we got thirty four more to figure out. Well, no, we've been finding some out on the show. I feel like I feel like a lot of you are planning on re-auditioning, so that makes me excited. I'm sure you. Chrissy's a big supporter of the veterans. Well, but the thing the is, the vet, the veterans are held to a higher standard in auditions by the judges than the rookie hopefuls because. You should know better. You know, you've yep. been through it before and, and you know what the um, standards are. And, and Miranda, I'm sure that as a returning veteran this past year that that you knew that or everybody had, had talked to you about that already? Or Yeah, well, like we were talking about earlier with the style, I feel like that's the biggest thing. You know, after your first year, you're expected to have that down. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're coming in as a rookie, they're like, oh, well, they'll have training camp to learn. You know, they've never done it before. But as a veteran, if you're not nailing that sideline dance at tryouts – you know, they're trying to wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And Jalen, you, you know, you had the head start because Denise Garvey, the former DCC, who was your instructor with the Jets could give you tips and, and things like that. But let's talk about some practical tips for hopefuls who are thinking about maybe coming for the prep classes and going to come audition in May. What are, what's some practical advice? I would say one thing I would definitely tell anybody who was auditioning. Um, I think that sometimes it gets overlooked because, you know, you know, however you prepare for that type of audition, you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, is your hair and your makeup and are you in shape? Um, but I would say one thing you don't want to underestimate is, um, is your stamina up and that type of in shape. Because I will say once you get to that final round and you're out there and you're doing that routine a couple times through and you're doing the kick line a couple times through, you can really start to underestimate how um, out of shape. Yeah, how <laughs> and you know you may you may be like oh my you know my six pack is looking good right now, but you really want to um, take that you know you know take that routine and those kick lines home and start now, start building that stamina up because that day comes and you don't want to run out of steam before the end of the audition process. And as to people who have seen the jumbotron and you guys standing up there, you can definitely tell when. Girls are breathing heavy oh, because yeah. it's a tight shot on just Absolutely. each candidate. So if you're if you're dying out there after doing a few dances and a couple of kick lines, I don't think that. Oh yeah, we notice well it. In, oh, oh yeah, we notice it's like, whoo, she's sucking wind after that. You know, I mean, and that's not a good even, thing. No, because you should be. You should come. You should. You don't use the summer training. If you make it through auditions, you do not use training camp to get in shape and be ready for the regular season, for the preseason, you come to audition in optimal shape because it starts right then. But, you know, one thing, um, you talk about the stamina, uh, a lot of the people, they're different dance backgrounds of of the hopefuls, and not all of it is high kicks, or it may, you know, be cheerleading instead of of, um, dance, dance and or drill team. What is stretching a big thing? Isn't that a huge thing to prepare for for kick line? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, like Jalen said, we do the kick line twice. So at the end of the first one, you slide into your right splits. And at the end of the second one, you slide into your left. You know, and I think you always see it on the show, too, when you watch it. I mean, they'll zoom in and put the spotlight on the one girl who's not sitting in her splits all the way. You know, and not only that, it's one thing to have your splits. And then it's a whole other thing to try to kick your face. You know, do the classic lacy and 
literally kick your nose make at your finals. Nose bleed. <laughs> yeah, make your nose bleed. But they def- they look at kicks just as much as they look at the dance, you know. And I mean, obviously, a kick line is huge for us. We do it every single game. And yeah. so, if you don't have those kicks up yeah. there, yeah, I remember my first year. We have the judges sheet, and so there are different criteria, and you go across. And so, wait, part of, it, far, part of its appearance. Tell us the physical part. What the judges sheet looks like. Well, it's uh, the uh, hopefuls come out five at a time. Uh, other than the the solo portion, which is the morning part of round three, but the other parts you come out in groups of five. So, um, but anyway, you, you have uh, different um, columns, and so you have uh, a beauty and appearance. Those are two different things because one is you know beauty, and then appearance is how they look in the DCC uniform, and the shorts are less than a yard of fabric. Okay. Not forgiving. Yeah, not at all. And then you have showmanship, which can include things like energy. You know, that's the routine. And then you have, when you get to the second and the third rounds, when they're doing a choreographed piece, unlike the preliminary first round where it's freestyle and they can do whatever they want, but when it's choreographed routine, you have a column for ability to learn. And that's, they don't have to do it perfectly, but it needs to be pretty close. Or if you get a little lost, don't get the deer in the headlights look, just keep going, pick it up. Right. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> and then you have uh, kicks and then you have splits. And I, I don't have a drill team background. And so my first year, it's like <laughs> kicks. It's either going to be check or, or a minus. And then you see the different kicks. You get these former Kilgore Rangerettes or Tyler Junior College, the Apache Bells and, you, you know, the Lacys of the world who can kick their nose. Uh, and then people who are wonderful dancers, but maybe that's not their background and they've got the low kicks and, and the, the, the inability to kick is one of the main things that will keep you off of the DCC. So when we talk about stretching, we're not talking about that day or the week before we're talking about in the weeks and months leading up to auditions. Starting now. Starting now. Yeah. If you start now. Yeah. Yeah. For, for you guys too. Yeah. So putting you on the spot, but as a candidate coming through auditions, what is something that you would want to know about auditions through the judge's eyes? So it's your chance to ask Christy something. And then we'll go to fan questions because we only have like eight minutes left. Um, I think everybody's always kind of wondering the very first prelims when you go and stand up there one at a time and introduce yourself. What do you like to hear from them? Do you like to hear a novel? Is name and age and where they're from enough? I feel like people are always worried about that part. Um, I personally want to know a little more than name and age. I would want to know uh, that Jalen was with the Jets flight crew Mm -hmm. because I'm going to make a note of that. Oh, she was with the Jets or Alana was with the Lakers or something like that. Um, If uh, I, I like to know background because I like stories. I'm a reporter, and I'm already thinking of, ooh, there's a story that I can write about. But uh, mainly we want to know more. Uh, I, w- I want to know more about, like, dance background and, yeah. and things like that. And I also am writing stories about uh, where people are from. And, you know, oh, we have six different countries and 42 of 50 different states represented at auditions. So I do like a lot of information. And it's not that you have to go long. It's how much can you inf- – how much information can you get into a brief thing? Um, and don't do something silly like, oh, I can sing the names of all the states. Well, that's <laughs> a fun fact, but I think I'd rather know something. So going along the lines of the introduction, what is something that people should avoid? And how much of an impact does it 
have on the judges if they come across nervous or anything like that? Uh, I think it's just that if you make it to finals, then panel interviews is really what you use to see if someone is well-spoken and can you know, off the top of their heads, you know, that if they would be good in interviews and be a good ambassador and representative of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. But yeah, one of the things that you need to rehearse is your introduction because you don't want to get up there and stammer through it. And the main thing is it's your presence and do you seem confident? And if, if you're not, nobody else is, but fake it till you make it. Exactly. What's your question for the judge? judge. I think this is one that would probably be very different, you know, depending on which judge we're asking. But since we have you here to pick your brain, I want to know what your biggest, in any round of the audition process, what is your biggest pet peeve when you're going through the audition process? Uh, and you see this, the people who watch CMT, when they do the crowd, I say crowd shots, of you of the hopefuls that are waiting, smacking gum, slouching. You need to be up, paying attention, and encouraging your uh the, your fellow hopefuls. I love that because That's if you're if you're there looking disinterested or gum smacking or, I mean, it's like so they're watching you even when you're not performing. Absolutely, because we are looking for ambassadors. It to me to me that that's a that's a pet peeve of mine. That's sure. a good one. That's a for sure for everybody to remember. You know, even and, if you're not out there, you know, everybody's on. looking and, at all. And, and the other thing, even if the judges aren't watching you, those there are several CMT cameras. The production crew has lots of cameras set up, and so there's a chance that you're going to be in the background of somebody's shot, especially shots. on auditions. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so um, it's a great question, and but uh, stuff like that matters. And so when I there there are times where um, even veterans, when we're the judges are debating. And sometimes you have to get up there and advocate for someone. And it's like, hey, let me tell you, uh, you know, yeah. she's this, 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 and this. And it's like, she's the one that's encouraging our teammates. She's the one that is has her arm around the person and is trying to console them or help them. So things like that matter. All right. Now, we only have a few more minutes. So I want to ask some social questions. And there are some good ones. And I like this one. And I feel like you both will appreciate it. Oh, Josh. Okay. What's their actual name? Steve, <laughs> with a lot of E's at the end. He said, you both had hair stories on DCC making the <laughs> team. Have you guys finally figured out your hair colors and how often you have to get them colored, touched up? Have you figured out the hair drama? I think we've we figured have. it out at this yes. point. We were just chatting about this. And, you know, I think we went through several different um, coloring and cuts and styling. Um, I know a lot of my hair circulation that happened over the summer (laughs) was on the show, so everybody got to see all kinds of crazy shades of red and orange and everything in between. Um, But I think we're finally to a color that everybody likes. I know Kelly um, even does a similar color now, so I'm hoping that if she likes it on her head, she's enjoying it. (laughs) Yes, and um, I have to get mine done almost every four to five weeks because this is – I'm actually – naturally more of christy's color over there oh wow so i can't even picture it because you came in i came in dark yeah dark and red and so um you know which is good if i have to do it every four and five weeks it means the hair is healthy and it's still growing so i'll take that there you go yeah Yeah, i think well i think mine was more just the part where it was and but last year my rookie year i was given a center part at rookie makeovers and so of course i'm the type of person who's gonna do what my teacher tells me to do and so i just left the center part you know for the next 
round for the next year. And um, then they decided to give me a side part, which I am thrilled about. I love the side part on me. I've always had a side part. And then just added more blonde. And I like it. But I don't have to get mine done as often, like twice a year. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know what their first name is. Um, but someone on Twitter wants to know um, if Jalen would ever marry a Cleveland Browns fan. I saw that one earlier. I knew you were going to probably ask me that. Um, that was a funny one on there. Um, unfortunately, I have to say I'm a pretty diehard Cowboys fan, grown up, live here. So I'm going to have to, you know, whoever I marry, I do have a boyfriend, by the way. Um, he's going to have to like the Cowboys and definitely support the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Yeah. Now, now what if they root for the Browns for AFC and then Cowboys for NFC. Would that be a good compromise? It would be a little better of a compromise. They would still have to be over here, I think, at some of these Cowboys games. they got to experience AT&T Stadium and see what it's really all about over here. Then maybe their ideas would change. All right. <laughs> Phil Bagley, I think is how you pronounce it. He is from the UK, and he wants to know what the strangest thing you've done as a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Strangest. Hmm. Wow, that's a good one. That's a hard it's one. A good that one. is a hard one. I don't usually get stumped, and I'm stumped. <laughs> Strangest. Random appearances or, like, any weird things? You guys are just like, huh, never. Well, I remember last year when I started doing my first appearances, I was very surprised by how many super fans we have that come to every single appearance. I was very shocked by that. And you see the same ones, that every single one. So I think that was just most shocking to me. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. And sometimes I think um, when people come up to us or want to autograph or want a picture, it's very um, fun and um, entertaining for sure, sometimes what they say. Um, I kind of associate it when uh, you're watching like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and they're coming out of the limo and they have their first little like 30 seconds to like wow you or like make a connection. And I think sometimes when they come up to, you know, an autograph table and they're saying something, you kind of maybe look to the cheerleader next to you afterwards and you're like... I don't know if they really meant that or if they you got know, nervous. So you, they got nervous. What happened and, there? So sometimes, but we do appreciate everybody that comes out and, you know, comes to take pictures and you know, get autographs. We love our super fans. We do. Hey, we want to be anywhere without our super fans. So nope. we love y'all. Keep coming. That's right. All right. We got one last question and then we're going to have to get out of here. Um, Nikki wants to know, how do you deal with watching the show and seeing comments from the judges or Kelly and Judy, which may not always be positive? I think the first time you are rewatching the show or you're watching it for the first time and you see a negative comment about yourself, that's the hardest blow. Um, but I also like to live my life by all, all those things are what makes you stronger. And, um, being able to everything that I saw was I had already seen to my face. I know, I don't remember ever seeing something really that was behind my back that I didn't already know was, you know, that they said to in front of me at training camp. And so, but just rehearing it and it was almost like reiterating it just reminded me to keep improving and you're never a hundred percent. You always have more room for growth. And so it's just a constant reminder to keep being better for yourself. And you're never going to have a hundred percent of the people support you. And you just have to remember all the people that do support you, your family and your friends and, you know, lean on them in those times. Yes, I have to agree with Miranda. I think watching some of it, um, you know, 90% of the time we've heard it. It's usually a comment that Kelly and Judy have said to us. And I think you have to remind yourself that in that moment or when you're watching it on the show for the first time, that Kelly and Judy really are trying to put the best squad that they can together. And so if they're saying, you know, Jalen, like, 
that left kick is a little low. You know, at the time, it may be a little frustrating, but they're saying that so that you can push yourself, you can, you know, get that leg higher or, you know, get the style of that routine better or work on your memory on something. And it should just be fuel to your fire and you should be able to use that and to push forward and um, hopefully get to where we all wanted to be and, and make the team at the end of training camp. Well, it's been a fun hour, ladies. It went we could do it quickly. It went very quickly. It always does. And we could do another hour, but we've got places to go, people to dance. Also, oh my God, your students are supposed to be watching. Yes, I have so to if they are, back hi. Indiana, so if you're watching, hi. Oh. <laughs> they were all getting a break from ballet class. So wow. Very cool. Very cool. So shout out to everybody. Yeah, so what you said about when people are talking, you know, it's constructive criticism. It's, you know, if anybody says something, it's to make you better and exactly. make the team better. Exactly. So we got a skedaddle. I was trying to find the list of who's going to be here next week. And I can't. I recently deleted all my text messages, so I probably wasn't there. But it's gone. But we will have two new DCC next week on a fresh new show. And Christy, thank you so much fun. for filling in. Thanks for having me. And if you guys, again, have any questions, reach out to Christy Scales at Christy Cowboy on Twitter. She said she would love to answer them. So definitely take advantage of that. Miranda and Jalen, thank you guys so much for coming on. And we will see you all back here next week on These Boots Are Made for Talking. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,